now, get ready for your favorite podcast. I drove past that the other day and I've been meaning to go back. Two guys who don't know jack about what they're talking about. I can't think of anything offhand. But they will lead you through a journey of local music in Milwaukee. Get out of here. What are you doing here? I'm trying to walk here, eh? I'm trying to walk here. What don't you get, huh? And now, it's Local Pulse with Mark and John. Go back to the woods, you freaking hippie. Uh, yeah. Today on Local Chords, it's podcast number 31. John and I will be talking about Christmas and New Year's and Kwanzaa and different religions and politics especially. Probably not politics. Hey guys, it's almost New Year's. You know what that means? We're going to be in a new year. That's right, John. Make sure to take down your stockings, put up all the decorations for New Year's. Burn the Christmas tree. And get ready to rock on... Well, all right, everybody, you heard it right there. Burn your Christmas tree. Welcome to Local Courts. Today is Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021. 29th also. 29th. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, <laughs> listening, viewing, friending, liking, sharing, and following. We are your only number one music-based comedy cast or some bullshit like that. From southeastern Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all you Cordies out there. That's you, Cordies, the listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Mark Hubing here with John Blessing. Hi, this is John. This is the first time we're doing a run-through without stopping. Yeah, this is a non-edited podcast. That's a lie. We have at least one thing we're editing in. And we already did an edit and already, we already since we started. It. Yeah, so It's fine. For the most part. Hey, Mark, what kind of shirt are you wearing this week? I am here sitting with my red and black flannel pullover button-up, and you are in your... Oh, John, look what shirt you're in. I'm in a shirt that Mark Hubing gifted to me for Christmas. My good friend Mark Hubing, my co-host Mark Hubing. Mark <laughs> Hubing got me this shirt. <laughs> it says America on it, and I believe it's a T-Rex wearing sunglasses that are American flag. Yeah, that's pretty epic. We should so we should uh, here wait everybody on the live stream. Why don't you show the live the live cam stream? Go go right America. up to the camera, John, and show them. No, I refuse move. to move. He's not going to do. You're it. already going to yell at me because my vocals are trailing whenever I turn, so it's fine. Okay, fair enough. A little housekeeping before we begin. I'm sorry, Mark was wrong about a movie two weeks ago. We're oh, not yeah. going to talk about I, it again. He already apologized for it. Yeah. We're good, Mark. Stop talking. <laughs> All right, before we go any further, Mark, let's kick it for a minute. Sound oh, now good? it's okay for me to talk. Yeah, no, I. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, John, let's just kick it. Oh, here. Sorry. That was my coffee. All right. uh, (laughs) We're going to talk about um, Kwanzaa. John. What is Kwanzaa, Mark? Exactly. What is Kwanzaa? Remember in uh, The Office when Michael Scott tells Stanley, he's like, Stanley, Stanley, you'll probably be celebrating Kwanzaa or something like that. (laughs) God. Uh, And I've always sort of, I've, you know, I know when Kwanzaa is. I know it's Christmas time, but I've never even looked into it at all. So I was looking into it this morning. Um, just want to share a little bit about it. Kwanzaa is an annual celebration of African-American culture from December 26th to January 1st, culminating in a communal feast called Karamu. Wait, time out. They feast for like seven days? No, it culminates. It finishes. It oh, ends. My it, bad. Uh, Wait, so they feast the other 360 days of the year? Well, they, people who celebrate Kwanzaa do not just stop eating for 300 and 
no, 50 I, days. I said they feast for 360 days and then it <laughs> culminates, ends in, during Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not so. Usually on the sixth day, it says, is the communal feast called Karamu. Um, so Kwanzaa was created by Black Studies professor and activist, activist Maulana Karenga based on African harvest festival traditions from various parts of Africa, including West and Southeast Africa. Kwanzaa was first celebrated in 1966. Wow. They do have a Kwanzaa symbol. Have you ever seen it? It looks like the Jewish no. menorah with the oh, candles. That I pro- How many times do you think it's been used on accident for people thinking it was a menorah? <laughs> if it was a black and white photo, yeah, probably no, a lot. I, I bet it would have a lot. <laughs> because the... Uh, the canara, the candle holder, it's actually, it's, it, the, the candles are based on African traditional colors like red, green, and yellow. See this one right here that this lady is, is lighting? Yes, I do. Um, there's three red candles, three green candles, and one black candle in the middle. Mark, would you care to share the name of that photograph for everyone? You mean the... Uh, no, the, the name of the photograph for everyone? A woman lighting candles for Kwanzaa. There you go, guys. <laughs> now you know what we're looking at. <laughs> I didn't know what it was until I read the, uh, what's that called? The subscript? It's what do you like call a, it? it's a heading. Is that it? A heading? A heading. It's a description. Well, yeah, but like if you're reading a science book and there's like pictures in the science book and then it, on the bottom. It's like a, oh man, what is that like called? Like a graph? A photograph title? What's it called? The citation? Is it a citation? A or citation no? is when you're like citing something at the end where you're like, this person wrote this. Yeah. I can't think of what this is called. Citations make up a bibliography. Yeah? Yeah. Anyway. Well, it can you can use a so citation in anything. Conti- do you want to continue Not with just Kwanzaa, a bibliography, John. I mean, John. Are I mean, we done with Kwanzaa? <laughs> we could talk more about it, but that was just a little, little Kwanzaa blast. That is awesome. Yeah. So, Mark, off of Kwanzaa for a minute, back okay. on Christmas. How did you have a Christmas? How was your Christmas? How did I have a Christmas? Yeah, why did you have a I Christmas? gave birth to a Christmas like this. I was out amongst the stars. I was about to give birth to Christmas, and I grabbed a handful of dirt for the protein and minerals, and I just started chomping on it like an old, an old... You, you had me birth giver. You, you had me until I said, I birthed to Christmas, <laughs> and then you lost me. Christmas was good. John, okay, I got how that. How was part. it for you? It was enjoyable. I got together with uh, some of my extended family and their dog, and um, they all came over to my home, and we ate food and partied. And by partied, I mean we played card games. We we bet for quarters. It's a good time. Family mellow hangout party. Yeah, my cousin Robin brought her five month old golden retriever named Finn. <gasps> yeah, Aww. he's a big puppy. Yeah, was he all over the place? No, he was quiet for the most part. He, oh well, he um fell asleep on a rug. He didn't want to leave our porch. He found a rug he really liked, and he just laid there. He was like, "This is mine now." Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes you get a you know you get a uh, you get a young pup for Christmas, John. They just start going crazy. <laughs> Anyways, my girlfriend got me a really cool gift for Christmas this year, which I'm not wearing, but I was going to show you. She got me a pinky ring. A pinky ring. That is the circle of You mean like this? (laughs) Yeah, but mine is the circle of fifths in music. Oh, that's cool. So it has letters on the top and the bottom, and it's turns. Each side turns. So you can turn it, and you match the two letters C's up, and then you turn it five, and you add a flat or you add a sharp to your key. 
That's and you cool. go all the way around until you end up back up at sea. It's the whole, it's music theory uh, via a ring. It's really cool. How thoughtful. It's probably my favorite gift of the year. Grandma, don't get mad at me if you're listening to this podcast. I also <laughs> love everything you got me. <laughs> what, what, what was the worst gift you got? Uh, what gift I, did you hate the most? Okay. Just um, kidding. Oh, my work gave me a um, pack of almonds. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is very generous. That is nice. The, I, gift, the gift of life, of fuel, of nutrients. Of nut. Uh, the gift of nut. Yeah. Uh, no, my work, though, for real, though, they were cool. They gave me a 11-pound ham. They gave me a full-size cheesecake, a Christmas bonus, even though I've only been there three weeks. Nice. And about 20 other various gifts of candies and nuts and stuff. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was wow. cool. Did your work give you anything? Yes, they did. What I was did very you, surprised. What did they give you? I can't really tell you how much they gave me. Oh, John. no, you I got mean, a Christmas I, bonus. I mean, John, I'm telling Did they John. give you a ham, too? <laughs> <laughs> I was more concerned about the ham. <laughs> no Christmas ham. Uh, my work takes care of me extremely generously. I was very thankful they for They give you ham every other day of the year, I see. They gave me, a uh, uh, side note, they gave me a, a coupon for purchasing some um, clothing with the work logo on it. And they got some cool clothes on there. I thought you were going to stop it. They gave me a coupon. (laughs) Just that. Fill in the blank. Yep, fill in the blank. (laughs) Write how much it's worth and what it's for. That'd be a sweet coupon. It's one of those free hug coupons, and it's for (laughs) your boss. (laughs) That's all all your work gave you for Christmas. (laughs) Uh, John, my... uh, my lady friend gave me a really cool gift. It was three giant guitar picks. They're like a foot tall by like eight inches that wide. Cool. That's cool. And they have the cut. They have a silhouette cutout of of uh, three different guitar head shapes. Oh, on head them. socks. Cool. Yeah, and the, they're like I'm gonna put them on the wall in my uh, music studio recording room. Are you gonna try and play guitar with them first? I said I wanted to, but it would look <laughs> incredible. Really big, I, I was like, I know Mark, is, he's thought of this. <laughs> um, exactly. That's pretty cool. Did you hear this? Um, there was a recent survey done that dubbed a certain city in the United States as the most caring city in America. Can you guess what city that is, John? I'm going to guess... Madison, Wisconsin. That's exactly right. Oh, my God. Madison, Wisconsin was recently dubbed the most caring city in America. I would have to agree with them so long as uh, you're uh, you're not Republican, probably. Don't be Republican and in Madison because they probably won't care about you as much. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Mark uh, has spoken. Uh, Mark, you saw the Matrix movie. Yeah. How was it? I called you during that movie. Did you? Yeah, I, I left did I you text a, you? I left you a voicemail. Oh yeah, I was. I, I went to pee. I had. I went to pee, and I. Um, you I texted the, me, and you were like, "Hey, I just saw your voicemail. I'm at a movie," and I was like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> no, I. Uh, we'll get into your matrix in a second. Okay. I was driving my car, and my heat had not kicked in yet, and I was going to go to the new Wendy's they opened up in Muskego, which is like a 15 minute drive from here, ah. but. I gave up seven minutes in, so I went to Culver's because it was like half the distance (laughs) and I was freezing. So I was like, I'm going to call Mark. Why hadn't the heat kicked in? It was cold out and my car is old. Oh, okay. So the blower. Yeah, it it was on, but it was blowing cold air at me. Yeah. It was not pleasant. Okay. Now here's a debate. When you get in your car with the engine running, do you start, do you start, do you start, do you hit the heat right away? No, I don't. 
You wait for it to I get wait warm until the car is at temperature to do it. Yeah. Okay, you're like w- blowing warm air. Yeah, I like it blowing warm air. I don't want more cold thrown at me when I'm already cold. Okay, but isn't the air that's being heated already starting to be warmer, even through the progression it, progression of it going from, uh, you know, air temperature outside to not in my quote car. unquote full heat. My car actually does not change at all until the car is at temp. It just goes from one degree. It goes from 32 degrees to like 58 to like 90. Like it just that. clicks. Actually, I have my car <laughs> set at 90 degrees because it, it doesn't work anyways. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think it's, I think it makes sense to start cranking that blower motor fan right away. Cause it's like a frog being boiled in water. Eventually you're just warm. You don't wait till it's the air is hot. Well, that was morbid. Um, well, the only car that I ever had that got hot really quick, I had a Volkswagen Passat turbo one time. And because of the turbo, the thing propelled heat a lot better. Mm. And so that car was warm after like 40 seconds of me driving it. Oh, okay. My Buick's like 15 minutes if it decides it wants to be. Okay. Otherwise, it just starts making noise. And then I'm just there frozen wearing my big hat and my big gloves and my big hat and my big jacket and my big gloves and my big what hat. What was the... Like, yeah, hey, John. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what was the kind of car where it was it was that eggshell shape probably like eggshell 92 93 not a metro the geo tracker the tracker i thought was a the smaller um is it by geo the the tracker was a smaller suv i don't this is the metro yeah they they, i think they made a version what was that one bottom right the blue one it's a hatchback a metro hatchback yeah, Th- there was a more bubbly shaped one. That one still kind of got the sharp square angle style. There was another one my buddy Aaron had it in high school, and it was like instant heat. Are you talk- I, I mean, firing it up in uh, is that a gremlin? That's a pacer. Oh, when you said bubble, that's what I thought of. It might have been ninety five, ninety six, but I don't know. Anyway, that that one was like. Did it look like this? Could have been. What is that? I could, that car is barely fitting around that gentleman. What is that? That is a Trident, my friend. It's like a Jetson mobile. Yeah. Check out a Trident, you guys. That looks fun. Is that street legal? Yeah. You is can. there only one wheel in the back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. Oh my. You know, I want a three wheeler. As long as we just got onto that topic, I'm going to blow over everything you were talking about. And I really want a Morgan three wheeler. Is that the ones you see nowadays on the road? No, check this out. These were voted as the most useless vehicles ever. <laughs> what? Oh, it looks like a do. It looks like a Duesenberry. It looks like an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it looks like a airplane. Uh, I always wanted one, and I watched a video on it, and they were like, "It's not comfortable. It's loud." It's not like good on gas. Uh huh. You're gonna go deaf driving it. It doesn't handle well. Uh huh. But they're really cool. Uh huh. Give us eighty grand. Uh huh. Uh huh. Cool, John. Let's try this. Uh, let's do sports in one minute. Okay? I don't play sport. Here at the Home Depot. <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead, Mark. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here are the headlines for the only teams that matter. Teams in Wisconsin, Packers, Badgers, Bucks, Brewers. Yeah. All right, the Packers, 
After missing last, last week's game on the COVID-19 reserve list, defensive tackle Kenny Clark played 88% of the snaps and posted four tackles. Rasul Douglas was on the field for all 68 defensive snaps and posted his career game, his first career game, with multiple interceptions, bringing his season total to five. Packers win 24-22 over the Browns. The end of that game was a nightmare, Mark. Let me tell you, my dad was screaming and hollering in the living room. Did he throw chips? Not this time. Not this time. Okay. All right. Badgers basketball. Wisconsin State put at number 24 after its only game on the schedule. A clash against George Mason on Thursday was canceled due to positive COVID-19 tests within the program. The Badgers last played December 15th, beating Nichols 71-68 at home. Number 24, Wisconsin, is scheduled to play Illinois State on Wednesday, a tune-up before the Badgers face third-ranked Purdue on January 3rd. All right, the Bucks. In front of a national television audience on Christmas, Antetokounmpo put up exactly the kind of numbers one would expect from him. 36 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists. And the Milwaukee Bucks rallied in the closing minutes for a 117-113 victory over the Boston Celtics. There we go. Brewers. Former Milwaukee slugger Prince Fielder will have his place in Brewers history as the team announced Thursday it will officially enshrine the former slugger into its wall of fame next season. Additionally, the Brewers are adding Ryan Braun and Jonathan Lucroy to the wall of honor and the late Wes Covington into the Milwaukee Braves wall of honor. Cool. Very cool. All right. We'll see what happens coming up. Um, John, I kind of want to do like a holiday taste test for our ears where we share a cookie platter full of samples of music from some Milwaukee musicians. Okay. Today's interview on Local Chords is brought to you by Juniper Real, handmade ceramics and goods from Ozaukee County. All products are food safe, dishwasher safe, and wheel thrown. These are high fire ceramics for pets and people. Available at Bonsai Pet, The Arts Mill, and AM Coffee in Ozaukee County. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook. Special orders are welcome. Just email juniperreal at gmail.com. Or check out their website at juniperreal.com. This week, Mark and I are very excited to try out a new segment on the show. Mark, what would you like to call this segment? Do we have any ideas? Uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 Band-Aid. Do they know it's Christmas 1984 HD widescreen 16 by 9 version? Yeah, so we're going to watch this video and we're going to react to it. If you are unfamiliar, please check out the video that Mark just gave you the title of. Yeah, we talked about this song last week on the podcast. John, this is your favorite Christmas song called Do They Know It's Christmas? By Band-Aid. Band-Aid was a collection of a lot of musicians such and as Larry Bonham, David Jr. Boy George. Uh, George Boy. Georgie. And the bassist from Queen. I thought you said from Creed before. <laughs> I thought that was funnier. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe they're uncles. All oh, right, yeah. So and Nickelback's dad. Nickelback's dad, we believe, is in this film. Okay. We are going to <laughs> watch this, and anything that we say is natural at this point, honestly. Yeah. Let's just check this song out. Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. There's Sting. I can see him. So who's this? Um, according, according to this, it says that that is... Oh, I lost my note. That's Paul Young. Paul Young. 
There's Boy George. Right? George Boy. Georgie Boy. He's got red, orangish hair. I love his vibrato. His vibrato. Can you give me an example of it? Ah! It says next is George Michael. There's George Michael. That looks like Simon Laban. It looks just like the other. Who was that? They look uh, exactly George Michael. the same. Yeah, I thought that before too. There's Bono. No, that's uh, Sting. No, that says it's Bono. That's not Bono. That was Sting. That says it. It says it's Bono. <laughs> I thought it was Sting too. Don't worry. There's Bono. Are you serious? That's Bono. Well, Sting's not on the list. That's Bono. <laughs> Sting was the one with the red, the red and black. There's Phil Collins. That's Sting. That's Sting. I yes. thought that was, but it says on my note it's not. Who's the smiley guitarist there? I don't know. It says that the chorus includes David Bowie, Phil Collins, Paul McCartney, Bob Geldof, and whoever Yur is. There's an acoustic guitar in here. Can you hear that? <laughs> no. You can never hear the acoustic guitar. I love guitar that they this. don't show what the main melody is on either. Yeah. They never show it. <laughs> Who's that guy? The main guy. Oh, that was the first guy. That was Paul Young. Paul Young. A lot of pasty white people in this video. A lot. And children. Some children. Confused man wearing headphones. Oh, there's a black woman. Who is that? I don't know who that was. He is not playing that fake guitar. <laughs> Did you see that? A lot of 80s hair in this video. A lot of 80s hair. And baggy sweatshirts. Wow, you weren't lying when you said there were about 30 singers in there. You know, I was serious. Here's a black guy. Who's this guy with the beret? It doesn't say. Hmm. Nickelback's that dad. Guy? Yeah, that looks like Nickelback's dad. I'm pretty sure that's Sting. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Paul Young? That I've never guy, heard of him. That guy. Yeah, who is he? I don't know. What band is he in? I don't know. <laughs> Band-Aid. Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like Neil Young's son, but I doubt it, because Neil Young would have been about 25 then, I bet. In 1984? Probably. Is Paul Young Neil Young's son? Oh, no. Could be his brother. And it ends with a Mariah Carey ad for Christmas. Oh, I saw a great meme that said, um, now it's time for Mar Mariah Carey to go back to the sea until next year when she reemerges for one week. God. So it says Paul Young is an English singer, songwriter, musician, formerly the frontman of the short-lived band Cat Cool and the Cool Cats, Street Band and Q-Tips. He wow. became a teen idol with his solo success in the 80s. 
Well, I never heard of him. He was most known for Band-Aid from 1984 to 1984. <laughs> for that one song. <laughs> for that most one. known. Actually, you're right. Do you see that comes up immediately? <laughs> he didn't have that incredible of a voice. No offense, but it wasn't like, oh, wow, we got to get this guy's voice on here. Just so sounded a couple like- fun facts about what we just listened to. It says most of the song was recorded and mixed over a 24-hour period on Sunday, November 25th, 1984, one month before Christmas. It also says most of the song was recorded over the same, that the same thing was in there twice. Okay, sorry. Hmm. Uh, it says none of the vocalists heard the song before they arrived, so they learned their parts by listening to a guide vocal producer, Midge Orr, created. On the spot. Yeah. And then just went for it. With such a tight schedule, there was no time to quibble. I like that word, quibble. No quibbling. Let's get this song out, people. It says in the UK, this became the best-selling single ever. Really? I feel like that is wrong, but okay. Well, they also have like bread soup and stuff over there. So, you know. This, this is interesting. It says, Morrissey told Time Out in 1985 that the project was diabolical, adding it was the most self-righteous platform ever in the history of popular music. Oh, diabolical being bad. Yeah. Oh. Diabolical. <laughs> and that it was what? The most self-righteous song ever recorded? Platform ever in the history of popular music. It says the single raised $14 million for famine relief in Africa. That's good. I also don't know why it says this, but it says Bob Geldof is Irish, so he cannot be knighted, but he did receive a KBE, which is equivalent as being known as Sir. <laughs> Bob that? Geldof definitely who wrote this that? article. <laughs> He's the guy who was in charge of putting this all together. Ah, okay. He definitely wrote this article. I, I love how it's just like Africa, this Africa, that. They raised fourteen million dollars. Bob Geldof cannot be knighted <laughs> because he's Irish. Because <laughs> he's Irish. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have gotten it, guys. Well, there's Paul Young right there. He's still singing. Apparently, it looks like he's gained some notoriety at least. His for... website is paul-young.com. Okay, we're gonna have to check that out. Um, I just need to see something here. <laughs> oh man. Not a bad song, but like I said, I, I don't love that. 40 people singing one song. Time out. Unless it's a chorus or a choral performance. Look, we got little Sting. Yeah, Young Sting. Young Sting. What what would the evolution of Sting be? What was he when he was little? If He, he was Sting. He now be, he's... He became Sting. Like Viper Bite, maybe? Is that... <laughs> That's wor- what's what's more progressive than a bee sting? Um, hornet sting? Hornet bite? Do hornets bite? I don't know if they do. I thought they had uh, stingers also. Probably. All I know is no, they have stingers. Yeah, because the the Charlotte Hornets basketball team logo had a had a stinger on the end of the hornet. I love how they, I love how they used everyone's picture in this pic like. There's a picture collage of all of them, and they use everyone's picture from the video except for like four people. So it looks like there's like four really old people in this band. No, those are side by sides. No, I know, but they used stings from back then. But Bono's like fifty, <laughs> and then this guy looks like he's from um, freaking Lord of the Rings. <laughs> he's looking pretty Gandalfian there. Yeah, maybe all the rest of them have not lived. To the present day. And then Paul McCartney, the poor man, you see the way they made him look in this picture? It's looking kind of fragile there, yeah. He looks like an elf. Not the best photo. Dobby, a free elf. Paul Young is still performing, according to his official website, as recently as July 4th of this year, 2020. Oh, last year, sorry. Hey, 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 I've got a joke. 
Yeah. Do you think performing keeps him young? Oh, God. Wah, 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 wah. Remind me to get that sound bite. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming along on this wild. Going to shoot you for that joke. Thank you for coming along on this wild ride. <laughs> um, this has concluded whatever this segment was called. Howdy, partner. Are you looking for some authentic down-home cooking? Then look no further than Nathaniel's Southern Chinese Food, the Orient of the South. That's right, Nathaniel. Jebediah Wong and I have maintained this here great establishment since the fall of the Ming Dynasty, where our recipes have been preserved for generations. That's right, Nathaniel. Do you like traditional orange chicken? Well, well, we, we got, got the, the best damn fried chicken in China. At Nathaniel's Southern Chinese Food, we believe in two things. Family cooking on Saturday nights during the sundown with friends and loved ones, and communism. Stop off at Pop's Tavern right next door after your meal for some authentic sake and traditional geisha dancing. We think you'll find that no one makes Chinese food better than American Southerners. Nathaniel Southern Chinese Food, the Orient of the South. On December 6th, the United States Food and Drug Administration announced that it's asking companies exporting certain food products to China to voluntarily submit information. We are making this request in response to new facility registration requirements from China. While China has not confirmed that collecting the information is a prerequisite for the United States to stack those things to export to China, the FDA is making this request as a precaution against potential trade disruption. Alright guys, welcome to This Day in Music. I'll tell you about some historical days in music. On this day, December 29th, while John plays the MIDI keyboard. How about that for a segment? Bet you didn't see that coming, did ya? Well, on this day in music history, Elvis Presley made chart history by having 10 million songs... Oh wait, wait, that can't be right. <laughs> by having 10, 10, 10 songs on Billboard's Top 100 for the week ending December 19th. Also, on this day in history, December 29th, 1962, during his first visit to the UK, Bob Dylan performed at the Troubadour in London. I think the Troubadour must have been like a big, uh, kind of like a big music venue. I keep hearing about that, uh, here and there. All right. Uh, working at Abbey Road Studios, London Paul McCartney began work on his new song Penny Lane, recording six tales of keyboard tracks and various percussion effects. The song's title is derived from the name of a street near John Lennon's house in the band's hometown, Liverpool. McCartney and Lennon would often meet at Penny Lane Junction in the Mosley Hill area to catch a bus into the center of the city. Also on uh, December 29th, the Jimi Hendrix Experience made their debut on the UK TV show Top of the Pops, performing Hey Joe. Really? I gotta check that out. What is that called? Top of the Pops, Hey Joe. I wonder if I can find that. I wonder if YouTube is open this hour. Top of the Pops Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix live 
Top of the Pops. Here it is. Top of the Pops. Yeah, why don't you give me a little give me a little blast there. You got this going right here, uh -oh. by the way? It's not on. Okay. Is it on now? No, it's, I can't turn it Will it, it ever be on? No. Okay, we're going to check that out next time. Jimi Hendrix Experience, Top of the Pops. All right, also on this date, December 29th, British guitarist and singer Dave Mason quit traffic after differences of musical opinion. Mason wrote Hole in My Shoe, a psychedelic pop song that became a hit for traffic in 1967. Also on this day, Led Zeppelin appeared at the Civic Auditorium, Portland, on their no first North American tour opening for Vanilla Fudge. Vanilla Fudge? Ever heard of them? No. All right, also on this date, December 29th, 1980, American singer-songwriter Tim Hardin died of a heroin overdose. Hardin wrote the songs If I Were a Carpenter, covered by Bobby Darin, Johnny Cash, and June Carter. The Four Tops, Leon Russell, Small Faces, Robert Plant, and Bob Seger. And Reason to Believe is another song he wrote, covered by Rod Stewart. Uh, Rod Stewart, Hardin appeared at, 19, at the 1969 Woodstock festival 1929 john band-aid were at number one on the uk singles chart with do they know it's christmas and madonna was at number one on the u.s singles chart with like a virgin like a virgin all right uh 19 uh, uh 2001 9, uh, december 29th aretha franklin was suing a u.s newspaper which alleged that the star had alcohol problems the singer's lawyers filed a federal lawsuit against the Florida-based star claiming she was defamed by an article in the paper in December 2000 and were seeking $50 million in damages. Do you know how many uh, U.S. dollars that is uh, in, in pounds? Do you know how many pounds, how many pounds, how many pounds that is, John? It's 35 million pounds, John. Uh, December 29th, 2010, Polestar reported that Bon Jovi were the highest earn earning touring act of the year. Wow, 2010, taking in over $200 million. Australian rockers ACDC landed at number two for the second year in a row, with ticket sales from their recent trek tolling $177 million. Did you know that ACDC uh, were Australian? I did not know that. U2, the band, which was the top worldwide act in 2009, came in at third place with ticket sales totaling $160.9 million. Lady Gaga followed in fourth place with Metallica at number five. All right, December 29, 2012, not that long ago, it was only nine years ago, according to sales data, Adele's 21 had, taken, had overtaken Oasis's What's the Story Morning Glory to become the UK's fourth biggest selling album of all time! And uh, the news came just over a year since 21 overtook Amy Winehouse's Back to Black album. All right, what do we got here? Uh, born on this day was Ray Thomas, English musician, best known as a flautist, singer and composer with the English rock band The Moody Blues. I'm listening to The Moody Blues right now, actually. Their drummer died recently. Really? Yeah, I think it was their drummer. One of them died. Oh. Huh. 
My neighbor lent me two Moody Blues albums, told me to check them out. The albums were made in like 72 and 74. They're trippy, very Beatles-esque. It just sounds like a lot of drugs, but it's cool. Born on this day also, Rick Danko, member of the Hawks, and the band who went on to release 10 studio albums. Bob Dylan hired the band for his 1965 tour and 1966 tour. World tour. Those are both world tours. Wow. 1965, 1966, Bob Dylan and the band world tours. Uh, Who was also born on this day? Uh, Marianne Faithful, one-time girlfriend of Mick Jagger. And Jeff Beck. Oh wait, no, Eng- English rock drummer Cozy Powell, who worked, who who worked with the Jeff Beck group. <laughs> there we go, got it. Also, Yvonne Elliman, singer who worked with Eric Clapton, and American drummer and session player John Robinson, known for his work with Quincy Jones, including Michael Jackson's multi-platinum off-the-wall album and charity single "We Are the World." Remember, you were talking about one of those We Are the World songs. Well, this one was actually called We Are the World. But, um, yeah. I'm hearing the ghost of Lee Henke in my ears right now. (laughs) All right, John, that's about all that happened on uh, this day in history. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to check back real quick in a second, and that'll be about it. All right, everybody. It's the end of the show, but John, let's take a second. Let's just do a little year in review. We started recording this podcast in May. May? Which was seven months ago. Wow. I think it was in May, wasn't it? I feel like that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you think about your new year coming up here, we hope that uh, we are with you always in the car, in the bathtub, on the toilet, at work, while you do laundry, everywhere you go, we want to go too. And uh, yeah, we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast this year, 2021. There won't be any more 2021 podcasts. So right now we are right in the heart of uh, the holidays. Christmas is gone. Kwanzaa has started. New Year's is yet to come. Yeah, New Year's coming up. You do anything for New Year's? Got any plans? I have off work. Score. I know, right? I might um, not do anything. I might go out for dinner. I don't know yet. You want to go to a show in Madison? What show? There's a show. Um, It's going to... What show? There's a show. There's a show. It's going to be a couple bands that are original music bands, but for this one show only, I believe, they are taking on the form of another band. Mark, are you trying to get me to come to your band show? It's not me, I swear. Um, at High Noon Saloon. There's Saloon a, on Calhoun? No, no, this is High Noon Saloon. Um, there are, I think, three or four bands taking on the form of another band. For example, I think Wise Jennings is going to be playing um, all White Stripes songs. 
Uh, if anybody wants to go to that quick note, this is an all-vaccinated show. Oh, here it is. New Year's Rockin' Eve 2000s throwback with tributes to Red Hot Chili Peppers, Star 67. Oh, the band Star 67 is going to be playing the music of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Green Day by being performed by Falling Flat. And the White Stripes by Wise Jennings. And Pearl Jam by The Lake Effect. So this is... Uh, December 31st, New Year's Eve. <laughs> At 8 p.m. Very good, Mark. That PM. sounds great. Maybe we'll do that. I don't know yet. All right? I don't have a vaccination, so I might go stand outside and listen and smoke some cigs. Just and jump just in kinda... through the window. Or that, I suppose, yeah. Well, all you courties out there, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's the end of the show. It's the end of the show. Something like that. Go see some live music this weekend, and remember to follow Mark and I on Instagram. <laughs> Mark, what's your Instagram? Uh, Onyx underscore Cone, K-O-A-N. I am John Blessing at John Blessing because I got my name. All right, signing off. I'm not Mark. I'm not John. Thanks for listening to Local Cards!